Welcome back to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I am your host, Jerome. We're on volume number 193 of the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I'm going to get straight to it. And I know some of the things that I'm going to be saying today or tonight is going to be offending a lot of different people. To be honest, I don't care. I know a lot of different things that I'm going to be saying tonight. It's going to cause people to look in the mirror. Possibly do some research. And question everything that we've been told. In our life. And I think. Now, I think I know at this point in time, it is very, very important that we understand that we have to separate ourselves. From every single social construct. From every single quote unquote tradition, things that we've been taught, and how we operate as a people. The reason why, ladies and gentlemen, we are drowning, the reason why that we are struggling. And our day-to-day lives is we literally do not have a clue who we are as a people. We are lost. We are trying to hold on and find something. I mean, we are grasping for air. To say, yes, this is who we are. And there are a lot of different things that we can look to. And we can say this. I'm going to give you all a a perfect example. We come from kings and queens, y'all. This phrase has been recommunicated over and over and over and over. But is that really true? And if it is true that we came from kings and queens. That identity toward. That time. Was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. The things that they used to do. 
Say, for instance, when a child was born. We no longer have those customs. We no longer have those traditions. What do we do when a boy becomes a man? Think about that. And usually I would say, look around at different cultures and I would try to bring those examples back in and correlate those with black people. But I'm tired of even doing that. We sincerely don't know. What happens when a young girl is coming into her womanhood? What should the women do? Ladies and gentlemen, we sincerely don't know. How should we prepare our families? Let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen. We think we know. But we don't. Hell, we're even having conversations right now about who is the head of household. We don't even know in regards to how to filter money throughout our household. Some people are calling our household a business. I'm quite sure you all have heard this before. And I know a lot of you all are saying, well, Jerome, what do you mean by separating ourselves? I'm saying this. I think right now that Every. And let me be careful. Let me just think this through. I think that we need to take a step back. From the rights conversation. From the social power conversation, the social construct conversation. We need to take a step back from that. And the reason why is that why I'm saying this. And in some situations, even the political, I talked about this last night, even the political conversation, because how are we going to infuse our our view? And our traditions within the United States of America, if we don't know. What who we are as a people. 
Our basis, the foundation is hard work and dedication. We have lost the religious base in regards to God. We are constantly and consistently fighting racism. Black people are. We are triggered by the N word. The only thing someone has to say is the N word to a black person. And 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 I tell you, it will vibrate all over the world. The things that we know worked, we stopped doing. And I do think at one point in time, we really did have customs and traditions. But as the older generation passed away, I'm talking about 100 years ago. I'm 44 right now. So I'm talking about my grandmother's grandmother two generations ago. We're almost talking 140 years ago. Where it was known, it was known. What our social construct was. It was known this is what you're supposed to do. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, in the fall, it is harvesting season. We don't even prepare for seasons anymore. At one point in time, everybody, every black family prepared for seasons. And there was a reason that we all knew that we had to be together. We have black conservatives calling a black Democrat dumb and vice versa. We have black liberals criticizing black Democrats and black conservatives. Instead of all three of these Similar but yet important pieces of intellectual power working together in unison to lead our community. They want to just fight each other. It's a constant triangle of just anger and bitterness. Black women and black men 
are totally against each other. Our divorce rates are through the roof. Our earning power has not gone up, but our spending power has gone up. So one thing that we may want to take into consideration in regards to that and really, really get a clear picture of what our spending power actually is. Let's remove food stamps from that. Let's remove welfare from that. So that trillion dollars that we're spending that's going up each year is probably at a billion or or half a uh, a half a a half a trillion or half a billion or whatever it is one of those illions we know it's not million but yeah we need to and and this is the reason why I'm saying we need to take a step back we don't know even in that number we don't know how much money black people are getting and how much is being regurgitated back into the neighborhood? Maybe like 1% of that. We're not having these conversations, ladies and gentlemen, because we don't care. We just want to make sure that somebody is in position to make it look good. I'm going to let you all know we had a black president and our situation didn't change in eight years. I don't care who don't like it. This is the truth. Our communities weren't rebuilt. Our healthcare condition didn't improve. Our food system didn't improve. Our educational system didn't improve. Black colleges were closing all over the United States. This is true. And yet and still, we are constantly, constantly in competition with each other. You can see the frustration in people's eyes these days. We are angry, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of pent built up. Pent up frustration. And a lot of these things can be resolved. If we just start to help each other. But we can't help each other because we are constantly reaching outside of us. We can't help each other because we're constantly trying to identify with things that really and truly don't have anything to do with us.
But we're taking on so many banners. We would rather talk about different endeavors. A large part of our population would rather talk about different endeavors in regards to women. Uplifting women and putting them in a powerful position and giving them opportunity. And that's important. But God damn it, when are we going to start talking about our children? Don't you think that it would be a better option to say, hey, look, there are several black children that are out here that are starving, that are in orphanages. That are homeless, that are in the system. What are we going to do about this problem? Instead, we want to talk about a subject like black girl, black girl magic, which is true. Black girls are genius, beautiful and talented. I can't take that away. But when are we going to start talking about the children? When are we going to start highlighting black boys? They need attention as well. See, this is the this is the, the teeter totter that we're on. We don't have balance. This is the reason why I'm saying we have to separate. We have to separate. It is no doubt about it. Because we don't know. Once we once we go all in on one area, the other area is just gone. The black business conversation is gone. The black church conversation is gone. The only thing that we, that is usually pushed when we talk about the black church right now is ministers having so much of money. The men have left. It's nothing but women. And if they if they are able or if their children obey them enough to even come to church. It's a lot of old men there. That simply just don't want to relieve and teach from a different perspective. It is pastors that are still preaching at 85 years old. Come on, man. You mean to tell me that you don't want to say, hey, look. Look here, young fella. You 35. You know what, man? Hey, look. I'm going to show you everything that I know. I'm going to mentor you. Where's the mentorship? This is the reason why in our community, people can't relate because Simply the people that are there that are giving the message is simply too old. 
and they don't want to come, they always will say, well, you know what? Back in my day, you know what? No, that don't work anymore. We have lost that connection that was going on back in your day. And the things that were going on back in your day, you don't want to actually get out and be hands on and teach. So, yeah, all the black clergy clergy members. What about that? Not to mention the science and technology. What about that? We have so many different things. That we need to is so many different Cups or spaces that need to be filled. But yet and still, we are putting everything to the forefront and we're pushing out all of our energy to things that don't even have anything to do with us. And we're comfortable with it. We have let generations and generations of black men and women, lives and talent go down the drain because we didn't find a way to reinvest in one another as a people. You want to know why? Because, see, we don't know. It's not a level of contention. We speak it, but we don't know the actual action. This is the reason why it's so hard for black people to hear the truth and take accountability as a people because we're not moving as a people. We're moving as individuals. This is the reason why the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. This is the reason why that that, that, that saying is only a saying. Because there was a system. And that system was more than discipline. Because that's what people usually say that with. It's more than discipline. It's it's actually more than love. It's also money. It's also giving. It's also caring. It's based on survival, ladies and gentlemen. That's why it takes a village to raise a child, because we want the child to what? Survive. See, we lost that. We don't even know the real reason 
why the Black Wall Street was built. Nor do we know the reason and the areas of why it was chosen. Why, why were these areas chosen? Were, was it specifically broken down into, you know, well, okay, you, you, work in a, you work in a field mill. Okay, well, this town is going to be strictly for people that work in steel mills. Okay, you know what, in this area, this, based on the geography and I don't know, I'm just coming up with this. But we need to really, really study this and say, why did these people make this decision to do this? Why did they make the decision to do this? And we need to go back and look and say, why were they successful and why did they fail? Because one could blame white supremacy, and that's true. But there's another side of the coin as well. We have to take a look at why did we actually fail? Every last one, every last one, every last city that was set up failed. I think Durham, North Carolina is, but that's not all black. Atlanta, Georgia can be looked at as a black Wall Street, but that's not all black. And if we look at the actual infrastructure, the black infrastructure in Atlanta, Georgia, we can look at that as a failure. In modern day times, you want to know why? Because look at the people in Atlanta. There's money, there's black money there. But the common person in Atlanta is, is failing. We can look at the net worth. We can look at the marriage statistics, the health, everything. As a people, we don't want to say it, but I'm strong enough and I have enough gumption in my voice to say, ladies and gentlemen, we are failing as a people. That's the reason why we have to separate. We have to reestablish our culture. We have to set a whole new baseline. We can no longer, I don't think that we can no longer look at the slave trade and try to connect our culture there. Some of the people in Haiti and, and, and Haiti did it. And in some of those islands, they still held on to their culture. Especially in Brazil, they still held on to the culture. We still do have some food cultures. But other than that. That's it.
We can no longer look and just say, well, you know what? We're better because we live in America. We can't say that we raise our children better. We can't say that our children are smarter. We can't say that our children are healthier, that they're stronger, that they're faster, that they're just everything. We can't say that we have an economic system. Y'all let me know, am I really, really, really off base here? And then I, I know it is so much more that I could talk about, but I just wanted to lay this out and just say, you know what? We have to separate and reinvest in ourselves. In every sense of the word. All of these areas that are out here in our community are opportunities for us to take advantage of as a people. I said this a long time ago. For every broken down house, there is a family of people that could be living in that house. If they wanted it. If we knew how to build it, shout out to Grove Hero out there in Memphis, Tennessee. Y'all look him up on Instagram. He's doing some great things. For every broken down car that you see in the neighborhood. There's somebody walking that needs that car. Why don't we have black mechanics that are fixing broken down cars? trying to help people you want to know why because our mentality is that if they were to fix up that house they wouldn't even appreciate and take advantage of the opportunity and say hey look you know what i got it from here man thank you very much for getting me and my family off the street we didn't know what we was gonna do me and my wife i'm gonna connect with my baby mother and we're gonna try to see if we could get in this thing and work our ass off to get our children in the best position possible See, really and truly, we don't really want to admit that, yes, we can admit this, that the public school is failing our children. But wouldn't it be so cool if our actual children went to school and actually paid attention? See, we don't want to admit that. That coming from home, we're not getting our children ready to even pay attention in school. Let alone learn something. See, we don't want to admit that. See, back in the day, this was non-negotiable. We used poverty as an excuse for bad behavior. Oh, man, we've been in the ghetto our whole life. This is what people from the ghetto do. No, 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 no. Th that's not it. 
This is what you have allowed your family to do. Run wild. Do drugs. Quit school. And then tell them to figure it out and get it by any means. This is what you have allowed. This is what we have allowed. No more, ladies and gentlemen. We have allowed people to bring drugs into our neighborhood. We have allowed people to bring the guns, the alcohol, the gambling. And the crazy thing about it is we've allowed these type of things and they use it as a weapon toward us. We can't even capitalize on the negativity that's in our own community. They are taking 85% of that off the top. And then we're left with the 15% and they still come and tax that. So why in the hell we allow them in our neighborhood any goddamn way? If that's the case. We still don't want to check the gang members because we're afraid that the gang members are going to come and, and hurt us. But hell, they doing it anyway. See, we are quick to wage war on our own people. This is the reason why I said we need to separate. See, back then, black people were probably getting into it. But there wasn't a group of people that were raging war. On other black people. I'm talking about in the United States of America. We're talking about damn near 50 years of this shit. That it has became an institution in our neighborhoods. This is the reason why we have to separate and say, hey, man, what the hell is your problem? We don't need that anymore. It's not okay. It's cool. Get your children over there and raise them. We have a healthcare institution. We have a healthcare base, as small as it may be. But for whatever reason, these people will not get together and say, hey, look. There is so many children or so many women dying from birth for producing a child. What is wrong? See, we're not speaking about that publicly. 
What is wrong? What is wrong with so many of our children getting cerebral palsy and all of these other debilitating diseases or healthcare conditions from our women being born? But we will have a group of black women just say, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just just have an abortion. We're not thinking. You want to know why? Because we're not thinking as a group. We're not. And again, we're not thinking based upon what survival. This don't have anything to do. I'm not going to even mention anything else. We're not thinking as survival. We have a brain trust of black lawyers all over the United States. We want to know why different things are going on, why the laws aren't changed, why this, why proper. All of this stuff is is happening. Why black men are going to jail in such and in, 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 uh, 10 times as fast in places like Wisconsin and Louisiana. Just for an example. We have so many lawyers, though. They won't group think. For the better good. They're not trying to say, you know, they're not trying to be revolutionary, ladies and gentlemen. What I'm talking about right now is revolutionary. I'm uplifted. I don't even know where this stuff is coming from. I'm just speaking it. This is revolutionary. I just want us to just to get it. We have the tools we and this is not about a world domination or anything. We're not I'm not trying to take over the world. I just want to see us as a people be better. And you want to know why? Because if we become better people. Then you know what? Maybe the world will become a better place. That's the reason why this is so powerful. Maybe our neighborhoods will become better and we will become better people. But hey, man. I like to thank y'all for rocking with me. I mean, it's been 
I want to share something personal with y'all, right? I've been owning my house for five years. I done went through so many ups and downs. And, and, and a lot of the downs have been because of my own discretions, indiscretions. Me making bad decisions. Financially, spiritually. And I know that for my family. They deserve better from me and I deserve better from me. Because at one point in time, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm in that downtrodden position just like I'm talking about our community, ladies and gentlemen, I've been there. I have. I'm not perfect. I don't want you guys to think that, you know what, this guy, Jerome, just gets on here and just says these things. And no, 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 no. I'm speaking from the heart. This is all true. This is all me. I'm saying these things in real time because I'm doing them too, right along with you. I'm, I had to separate myself from a lot of different things. Not because it was overwhelming, because I'm looking out and I'm saying, you know what? Hey, look, why am I putting all of my all of my energy into the universe? With my own home base. My home base. is not where it needs to be. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be stupid. Or make ill decisions. I had to unlearn a whole lot of different things that I was doing. And I had picked up some bad habits along the way. I'm not blaming nobody. I can't blame anybody. And this is the same thing that I'm talking about, about our community. It's okay. We picked up some bad habits along the way as well. We have to let these things go. It's going to be mentally challenging as well as physically challenging, as well as spiritually challenging. But if we're able to reinvest in ourselves. We'll be able to move forward as a unit, as a group of people. I probably didn't talk just a little bit, just too much tonight. But I really do appreciate y'all for rocking with me. You know what I'm saying? Man, y'all share the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Y'all. I'm doing this. This is spiritually uplifting for me. But I'm also doing this for everybody else, man. You know what I'm saying? This is one of the things that God has blessed me with. And I just really feel as though that this is the time. Right now is the time. Every day is the time. Man, y'all, thanks for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast tonight. Y'all have a great evening.